0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Old Warlock Podcast. Podcast wow. number three. Podcast number three. Well, technically. Number two. Episode Episode two.
1: Technically number three, but episode from the way we number them, it's episode two. You're Pilot right. episode you're, one.
0: You're right, too. But yeah, anyway, third iteration of the Old Warlock Podcast. I yes. am Alex. I'm Jim. And, um, you know, to start off today, maybe kind of an explanation about what's going on, where we've been. Things that have been sure, going sure. on in our life. What, what has been happening? Here well, lately? you know, I mean, it, you may have noticed there was a wealth of content and information coming your guys' way for a while there, for just after Christmas. Just well, after as, far as,
1: as far as us,
0: as far uh, us, yeah, you know. for us, it was a lot of content. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but yeah. But, was, you know, we were putting out some things, a lot of stuff with the podcast, new podcast, YouTube channel, and then silence. Nothing. Nothing for a while. And that, unfortunately, is because uh, my brother and I had to go back to school. So there's there's going to be a it's going to be maybe a little bit more irregular when content gets released for you guys but we are still doing our level best to uh get things released to you on a somewhat regular basis.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it is what it is. Yeah. You know, we're doing we're doing our best here but uh it's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh what we're trying to do is record a lot of things on the same day so yeah. that we have multiple content. So you'll see us wearing the same clothes. It's not because we don't have any other clothes to wear. It's because we're filming this all on the same day.
0: I mean, we don't have many clothes either, but
1: well, well that's that's my
0: choice. Yeah. We live a
1: <laughs> We live a frugal life.
0: A frugal lifestyle.
1: <laughs> but but yeah, aside from that, um, not a lot happening. We're hoping to have to play online with Marcus and Cody. Yeah, you're tired there late night
0: Yeah, oh, you know it
1: yeah. no i don't uh,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm in bed
1: by nine you know responsible yeah um but we're hoping to have a game with marcus and cody online because they're in different parts of the country right now but mm-hmm. they wanted to make sure they continued with the adventure that we'd started which i
0: i think is great absolutely uh for for a refresher marcus and cody being the guys that we told the story about last time cody singing the song um you know those guys did my, you, my friends
1: did you talk to Marcus or to Cody about singing the song for us on the podcast
0: oh I don't know if I did I think I did actually I and think we, we discussed it briefly and well, he's he's more than willing to do it seriously yeah come on it's Cody that's, Cody. that's yeah. true
1: okay yeah great
0: great yeah so hopefully we can get a oh we should have him we should have him record it and release it on iTunes <laughs> you
1: know that's what's gonna have to happen the and then, and then I would just love to see, for the sake of seeing, how many people we could actually get to
0: download. Yeah, how at, many people? Point. I mean, we, we'd probably make it free on. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, just
1: for fun, or, or make it like, you know, fifty cents and give all the money to charity or something. That like could That could be really you know, fun. That, that would be a fun. And,
0: interview. and we could get Marcus to write the backing music for it.
1: Well, yeah. See, you got to understand, Marcus is a, a music major. He wants to be a music teacher. That's yeah. what he, That's why he's away right now. Is he's off um, doing he's, his student teaching.
0: Yeah. So, but no, that would be, let us know what you guys think. If you want to hear this song and it's, it's, it's time for a poll and it's entire glory. I think it is. You it's guys remember the magnificent poll from last time where no one knew what our podcast was. I still don't think that they do, but yeah, but you know, <laughs> I, it, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll throw one up there and you guys let us know what you think.
1: But aside from that, what's going on? Anything? Well, I can't, I can't think of
0: anything too different. Nothing really. I'm just, you know, reading books a lot. Yeah.
1: I'm just, you know, here's the thing. I, I just retired recently.
0: Yeah, you did. Look at you.
1: And uh, so guess what that allows me to go and do? Am I out painting the house or dealing with deferred maintenance that's been building up over the past 10 years? No. no. What I'm doing is, invest- is investigating Dungeons and Dragons, RPG history. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm doing the important stuff now that I'm retired. I don't have to.
0: You really, you're contributing to culture, You know, human I, am, culture.
1: I am contributing to the, to the continuation of gaming culture, which should, I think is an underrated uh, field of study.
0: I'm, still, I'm telling you, I still think you should write a book about it.
1: It's, I'm retired now. I can do that kind of
0: thing. Exactly. You've got the time. Yeah, Sit down. Exactly. I'll buy hey, you a typewriter.
1: Is my voice sounding really kind of scratchy? I feel like I'm losing my voice here.
0: Sounds fine to me. No scratchier than usual. Okay. Yeah. yeah fine. Yeah.
1: Um, we, oh, we wanted to do a quick public service announcement.
0: We did. We, um, for this podcast episode, we've made a discovery that if we take a uh, Bluetooth speaker, those of you watching will see me holding said Bluetooth speaker and we hold it up to the microphone. We can get really high quality sound effects if we play them off of his iPad.
1: I, I have this great um, app. We've made, I, a, we've made a video about it. We this did app. a video about it it's, and it's called RPG sounds fantasy. And it's basically mm-hmm. a, a soundboard for sound effects for your RPG game. And uh, we can do things like, Oh, you know, go ahead Here say go. something important
0: yeah i think personally that the lord of the rings is a paradigm shifting bit of fiction thank you thank you very much see
1: now if you weren't watching the video um on YouTube, or weren't watching the podcast on YouTube, you would think that we just had a a house full of people.
0: Absolutely. But we don't. We do not. It's just the two of us, alone in the basement.
1: Except for the people who who are nearby in the quiet tavern. (laughs) Or, or, and we could get into trouble for doing this but we're uh-huh. gonna do it anyway well
0: here's what I'll say if we do get in trouble for this and it ends up being stricken somehow there's about to be a long period of silence,
1: silence. where we'll have these excited looks on our faces but None you of won't you. hear a thing we'll figure
0: out something visual to do to entertain you in the meantime.
1: because we can also pretend as though we're making this podcast from a medieval battle that's taking place nearby with really cool atmospheric music yeah here we, here here we go here we, here we go sorry that was a tavern here's the battle So you're either going to not hear anything right now except my voice, or you'll hear some really cool battle music that we play whenever we play D&D. I think that we could actually make, make, uh, make it out that we're doing a review of that music. And that, that would allow it to be legal. Okay,
0: then let's do a review of that music. That music... Is great. Is good.
1: We've. I have been playing with that music as, this is from the, this is called the Anvil of Chrome, that song, if you heard it. And of course, this will be meaningless again, if you didn't hear that because we've broken some copyright restriction. Yeah. But the Anvil of Chrome from the first Arnold Schwarzenegger, Conan the Barbarian music, uh, Conan the Barbarian film, uh-huh. uh, we've been using that soundtrack whenever I play D&D now for almost, geez, 30 years.
0: Yeah since long before I was born. <clears throat> and
1: you've been playing with it ever since you started playing the game.
0: Absolutely. That is the quintessential, boy, you hear those drums, you're in trouble. Yeah. Music. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But anyway, if you don't ch- have the chance to hear what we just put up there because YouTube bans us. Got mad. Got mad and snipped that out somehow through their YouTube magic. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend going on YouTube. Uh, YouTube. I highly recommend going to iTunes. iTunes. Or whatever music service you use. Yeah. And look up Conan the Barbarian Anvil of Chrom.
0: It, it's a magnificent thing. And
1: listen to it, and it will fit the battle sequences of your D&D or whatever campaign, whatever style, our PG campaign, uh, whatever you're running, anvil of crumb from Conan the barbarian original soundtrack will work
0: well for you white the work of music let's listen to it one more time okay do let, you want to
1: let's let's do this one more go. time once again might just, be
0: silence but we'll
1: see should we do the battle as well or should we just do the song just do the music
0: let people bask in its magnificence here we go here we go oh yeah oh, oh yeah just hear those low brass
1: it's just fantastic and for those of you who are familiar with, for those of you who are familiar with the original Conan the Barbarian movie, uh-huh. we, did, we just got done doing a YouTube video about uh, where we've gotten inspiration.
0: We did. About half, about an hour ago.
1: And one of the things that we, that I think we forgot to mention was, uh, we did talk about the music. Tired, aren't you?
0: I just can't breathe. Oh. Ah. That's
1: that's not a good thing. It's not ideal. (laughs) That's really kind of a bad idea. No. Um, One of the things that we did talk about was the music from the Conan and the Barbarian soundtrack. But we didn't talk about the actual movie itself. No. And i got to be honest with you, that was one of the inspirations that I had back in 1980. I want to say it was 1982 that that movie came out. And to me, it was a Dungeons and Dragons movie. I mean, they go in. They, well, it's because it is. They, 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 really, it is. I mean, it's it's sword and sorcery guys with swords and and painted up really crazily for camouflage, going in and stealing stuff. I mean, it was it was complete uh, Dungeons and Dragons movie for us. So that was another big inspiration, I guess. If you listen to, if you watch the YouTube video, and you're listening to the podcast as well, that's another. That's a bonus feature. That's a bonus. Um, Incent not incentive it's a bonus inspiration yeah for you to hear about my love of the Conan the Barbarian movie.
0: See, I mean, I've I've never watched the whole thing. I've seen I've seen the exciting parts, the the big fights. It scene is parts, all exciting. Basically. There is no not
1: exciting. Part okay, that's that's,
0: that's fair. But but my main frame of reference is, um, Conehead the Barbiturate from oh. <laughs> uh, from Don from Don Martin from the Don Martin comics. Yes uh he has mad the, magazine comics yeah he has the complete collection of the don martin mad magazine comics it's what i do yeah and I, I when i you know when i was a kid i used to read them all the time i didn't understand half of them they but, just had funny pictures they yeah, just had funny pictures but that's yeah. I, I always remember that his recurring cone had the barbiturate coming back and, yeah yeah
1: not a not a real D inspiration there
0: no i but still I just it's, think it's funny uh, yeah, yeah it's just
1: funny stuff but anyway, we're, we're getting off track. Of course, we don't really have a track on these. We never we? have a track. We no, just start
0: talking. No. So
1: anyway, uh, but the back to the public service announcement, we wanted to let you know that I, sadly, probably for you, I have access to the RPG Sounds Fantasy Atmosphere Library.
0: No, no, no. You're welcome for what you're going to experience. <laughs>
1: Well, well, we or should do a we should do a poll on that as well. We're just going to start Shut off the stupid yeah, 40 polls for the next yeah. Yeah, I, I think one of them is going to have to be yeah, keep your keep your finger off of the uh the iPad sound effects during the course of
0: it. Um uh, but I mean while we're talking about the soundboard. Go back on the the the, the main YouTube channel, not this one, but the yes. the official Old Warlock video channel. It's kind of before it's pre fiftieth subscriber celebration, so it's before World. we made it before right. the majority of you got here. Um, but I still think it's something that would be worth.
1: <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It would
0: be worth checking out. Very you, cool. You app. need
1: you need to go back into our earlier videos.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh, uh huh. Like That's right. It's like they're going back.
1: That's right. And you'll find all kinds the door of really relate- to, to the past. That's a, yeah, that's what I was going for. Look at that. And you will find something that I'm sure you're going to like.
0: Now, to the three of you who are left still listening at this point. <laughs> thank you thank, thank you so much we appreciate your undying support or
1: your or your the fact that you can't find your phone and it's playing over a loudspeaker somehow and you don't know how just to turn it off turn it <laughs> off
0: the accidental youtube suggestion that you got
1: <laughs> or your kid has taken your phone and hit it in a cushion someplace and you can't find it no matter how hard you look I but mean,
0: you know how there's autoplay on youtube just imagine somebody fell asleep watching like a legitimate youtuber and then woke up to us god forbid (laughs) they wake up and there's you playing anvil of crumb loudly into a microphone (laughs) what what have i come into what have i started what what have i done this
1: what have i done well but we we should move on to some actual legitimate content here yeah um we're going to, just, just to kind of lay it out, we're going to stick with some of the things that people seem to enjoy. We're going to be taking a look at a monster out of the Monster Manual, the original One. AD&D Monster Manual. We'll be going and looking at something out of the Encyclopedia Magica, and we'll be talking about a couple of other things as well. What do you think we should start with?
0: Well, you know, I want to leave that in your court. You've got a list over there. He's written down some things that he would like to discuss i'm retired i've been i've been digging into stuff yeah so so uh, just let us let it let it let her rip with some of that well, remember look. we have to save some content oh because yeah. we're we're uh because of our limited time together we're recording we're gonna record two at once two 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 don't two. tell anybody Shh. Shh. Quiet. these are on two separate days
1: right, right. forgot yeah Well, shoot. Um, Okay, but no, I I can do that. I've got a lot of content here.
0: i have got a lot of time. I I, I have
1: a lot of time on my hands. Well, actually, I don't because I spend so much important time digging into D&D history.
0: Again, for the people. That's my goal. Absolutely.
1: So it doesn't make any difference what my wife thinks. This is all important stuff. You know, and the house can be painted at a later time.
0: That's what I'm here for. Exactly. Why you have two sons.
1: Well, that's right. That's right. Speaking of which, where
0: did Zachary go? I don't know. He went off oh. somewhere. Yeah. Okay.
1: And, okay. Well, let's, let's start off. Let, let's, let's go. Let's start with the monster. Start with the monster. Start we lo- the monster we do first. love
0: our monster discussion. So again, what we're going to do to remind you guys who haven't been here, if you're new, welcome. I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to choose <laughs> a random monster out of the original Advanced Dungeons & Dragons Monster Manual, and we are going to discuss it, what we think about it, our experiences, memories that we may have. Or it. surprises. You know, it's th- maybe it's something we've never used. Who's to say? But we're about to find out, and it's going to be completely random so here we go flipping stopping pointing what do you got a hippopotamus
1: <laughs> should we I, maybe do another one no no we this is what came up we need to talk about the. Hippopotamus. i mean
0: i think we should talk about it we could maybe toss in another one here because it's yeah. a pretty short i'm gonna be honest i've read this book many times and i do not remember the hippopotamus you know
1: i think i kind of skip over the giraffe and the hippopotamus uh, yeah, and,
0: yeah. and things like that all right yeah. hippopotamus frequency Uncommon, much like in reality. Number appearing two to twelve. Armor class six. Hit dice eight. Whoa, Good God! But you know, most dangerous animal in the world. It's
1: exactly right. And yeah. so uh, maybe Gygax and the boys legitimate. understood that you know this should be a
0: very heavy hit dice monster. <laughs> Sit down to play D D, ready to fight some hobgoblins or something. No, 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 no.
1: Hippo wanders out. <laughs> there's,
0: there's just a twelve, 12 hippos hi- charging. Twelve hippos
1: come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, as their name implies, hippopotami are found in rivers and lakes of tropical regions. They are herb, herb, herbivores, herbivores, uh, but they will aggressively defend their own territory. Hippo bites with exceedingly strong jaws, and a bull will do 3 to 18 Whoa. points of damage per attack. Uh, one to three bulls in a herd, one for every four. If a boat or canoe passes over submerged hippopotami, there's a 50% chance that a bull will emerge under it and flip the craft over. Upon nice. my travel underwater, by running along the bottom, which is kind of terrifying. It really is. They're just like jogging along the bottom of a river. Well, I,
1: you know, we we've seen hippos at the at the museum, yeah. And you gotta you gotta imagine that you know you see them kind of waddling around on land, and you're thinking, oh, geez, you know, why is this the most dangerous creature? What's out going there? on here? But then when they go wander into the water and disappear,
0: it's kind of terrifying. It's eerie. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's it's kind of a scary thing. And then you know. If they just kind of casually bump into you, or you know, glob onto you with their with their mouths and take you
0: underwater. You ain't getting away. That's it. It's yeah. big powerful creatures. Lastly, they can stay submerged for fifteen minutes, which is kind of disconcerting. Um, it is. So there you go, hippopotami uh, and D anD. d
1: No, this is probably out uh-huh. of all the times that we've done this uh-huh. twice. This is the third time.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't
1: change that monster a bit.
0: Well, that's true, I mean I think that's fair. Yeah, three to eighteen. I mean, it seems pretty. Reasonable. I, I I'm all for the hippo what? as written. Basically, regular guy in D and D has maybe eight hit points, something like that. Sure, six, one, eight. One one bite from a hippo can pretty much cleave him in two. That seems about yeah. right.
1: So I'm I'm all I'm good with the hippo.
0: So honestly, round of applause. What did you say? A
1: round of applause.
0: I did. Gary Gygax and everybody for coming up with such an accurate representation of an animal. Yes. To put in so. the game. So well done. Big fans. Should we do another one that's maybe a little more monstery? Yeah, okay. I yeah. think we probably should. Why not? All right. Again, flipping, 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 flipping. All right. Pointing. We have the Ooh, here we go. What here is we that? go. Here we go. We have the Sphinx. Oh, nice. The Sphinx is fun. But specifically, the Hiroko Sphinx? Let me see. This one. Sure. There are different varieties of sphinx. Okay, so you've got the the andro sphinx, the cryo sphinx, the Ginosphinx, sphinx, and the, the Gynosphinx, sphinx, I guess. Gino sphinx yeah. and the hiero sphinx, which is the hawk headed or hiero sphinx. I don't know, is evil and rapacious. Rapacious, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm educated. Uh, they are found in hilly regions. They prey on warm-blooded creatures by preference, humans being high on their list of favorite meals. Nice. They attack with four paws and beak each melee round. Like other types of their race, they, they highly value uh, treasure. It is not unknown for... Hiroko Sphinxes, I've pronounced that like four different ways now, uh, to serve Which as- Which one of them's got to be right. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully. Just hedging my bets. That's right. To serve as steeds for certain evil and powerful creatures. Nice. Interesting. Nice. I've, I'm going to be honest, I've never heard of this before. I, I'm know, sure I've seen it reading through this, but I've never thought about it really.
1: And I got to say, I have, I mean, I've had Sphinxes in my campaign. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had that one.
0: I think the one time I've encountered a Sphinx, I think there was once that I came across one in your campaign. Yeah. I think it, you might be right, and I think it was it was just the regular old Andro Sphinx, right?
1: Right. Well, what's what do they have as far as hit points and
0: well, for stuff. the for the Herico Sphinx, which is how I've decided to pronounce this, um, the frequency is rare. There's one to six appearing. Armor class is one. Uh, hit dice is nine, which is actually lower than the other ones. Uh, three attacks per round. Um, magical resistance is standard. Intelligence is low oh, for these guys, nice. so they're okay. they're the, the dumbest. <clears throat> but they're also chaotic evil. Right. Interesting. So,
1: and what, what what was the hit dice again?
0: Hit dice is nine, and the Andro is twelve.
1: And what kind of damage do they do?
0: Uh, let's see. Damage's tag is two to eight, two to eight, one to ten. It's not bad. No, I mean per round. That's a pretty dangerous looking. Yeah, fella.
1: I. That's another monster. I do not think I would change.
0: No, I mean I think that's. If, I think it's bas- It's not as in as a plot device. It's in as a... I think it's meant to accompany something bad. Right, right.
1: So... It's basically a steed for something.
0: Yeah, it's just the down to dangerous speed that can bite you. So, again...
1: Not a bad monster. Not a bad monster I'm, I'm, at all. I'm good with that one. Good work. Yeah.
0: Cool. So, There's your monster. If story.
1: you have used, as as always, if you've used the uh, Chiro Sphinx, was it?
0: Herico hi- 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 Sphinx. That hi- one. Hi- if the you've one used, that we just talked about. If
1: you've used that Sphinx <laughs> in some interesting, cool way, or used it at all,
0: let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear about it, or any Sphinx. Yeah. Just let us or know your experiences.
1: do you think that Sphinxes are good creatures? Creatures you shouldn't use? Yeah. Let us know. Let us know
0: what you because think. Because
1: they are not really something that I use very often at all.
0: No, I, it seems like things that are more traditionally found in other mythologies, you don't really like right. to incorporating to things unless
1: the milieu that i am dropping them into creeping uh, people into again, unless it's appropriate so if you go to a desert setting mm-hmm. on my in my campaign and there are several um there is one of them on a continent that you have only visited once i believe uh there would be a place for sphinxes because it has a definite egyptian was it the one with the mountain feel. of sorrows no no uh, it was not totally different continent totally different place You might get there someday. Then again, you might not.
0: I don't know. I'm thinking. See, he does this thing where uh, I've only ever seen the complete world map once, maybe five times in total over the course of my life. And it's basically just been when you're like making photocopies of it. Right. And I'm like, hey, dad, can I see that? Get away from that. What are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like nine. So he decides, yeah, sure, son. Now he's not going to show me. No. No.
1: you've to be honest if you want to see those things you've just you've got to go explore it i've got to get out you've, there you've got to find it and it yeah. makes it that much more cool when you actually go there if you if it's a if it's a voyage of discovery that makes it that much better
0: yeah i i, I see where you're coming from
1: my fear it's <clears throat> not my fear but my concern is that i will part this earthly <laughs> earthly <laughs> beings coil long before you ever get to adventure there and then you're just going to be able to open up the books and start going through them and go oh dad had this and this and this and that's going to be, make me really mad from wherever I am. Yeah. I'll come back.
0: You'll come back yeah, and haunt me. Back. Exactly. I'll come back. Yeah. Make full use of full, full use of the
1: undead, undead mechanic. Exactly. Yeah. Right.
0: That's a shameless plug for another video. Go check <laughs> it out.
1: <laughs> anyway. That
0: one also got people pretty riled up. You
1: know that's that's been one of our most popular videos.
0: There are, there, we have two videos that really get people Fired up about yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, and, and by
1: fired up, it's fired up for us. I mean, well, you know, yeah. I mean, we don't we don't turn the numbers like a lot of people do, but in in our context, that's one of the two.
0: Yeah, of our controversial videos that people 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 don't say mean things to us very often.
1: No, and and you know, I got to say that that's been one kind of one of the cool things is even when people do say mean things they're not
0: really very mean it's not like hey you guys are wastes of carbon
1: right it's it's more i just disagree with you very very much and you guys shouldn't think that way but yeah. have a nice day yeah
0: <laughs> and that's it there and have, we, and there we, we
1: have actually had some like that yeah people have gone on they're like for, you're
0: wrong here's x y and z but you, you know but we like it. your videos good and, and
1: please make more you but know you guys seem nice okay well Fine, you know, and that's cool. I, yeah, that's I mean, actually what I really like about. Thank
0: you, thank you for not cyberbullying us. Yeah, that um, was a big thing when I was in junior high school. Well, cyberbullying.
1: Not that it would affect us in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> the
0: few times that people have done that, we think it's funny. Yeah, but it's it's more amusing. That, okay, that's not an encouragement to go say no. Definitely swear words on our yeah.
1: Well, in fact, if you if you you know, I hate to sound you know like we're trying to run a G rated. Um, YouTube channel but we kind of are
0: <laughs> I mean we really yeah
1: you know I want I want somebody's kids to be able to sit down and hear what's going on and you know dad not having to be sitting there worrying if we're going to start talking about something that they should be talking about with their child rather than us so yeah. we we do try to keep it clean we,
0: sh- we keep it clean
1: if you start swearing at us on things we're just going to ban you from from the from the channel but I mean you have to aside from just swearing and being really kind of wretched we're gonna let you say pretty much whatever. Yeah, say whatever you want. You
0: want. I don't care. Yeah. If you think usually, you're, s- if, if you think we're dumb, you can tell us.
1: Yeah, it's not gonna hurt. <laughs> you're probably right. Well, they would. That's the yeah. thing I hate. I hate to argue with truth. You know.
0: <laughs> well said, man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you recognized yep. it. But generally, we always we a lot of our conversations. It's funny because I don't get notifications for conversations that are happening. After someone has submitted no. a comment, to no, us. me neither. So I'll go in and check them from time to time, and I'll find that there's been a conversation between eight different people yeah. arguing with each other. But I never know that the conversation going Yeah, when place. you when
0: you're replying to each other, we don't we only get notified when you first comment, or if you mention us afterwards. You say at old the right. old warlock, right? Um, but yeah, it's always it is it's fun to go through the wealth of comments. Yeah. That you guys leave on things it, it, it makes us happy to know that you care so much about this right stuff.
1: exactly and as long as you're as long as it's giving you food for thought and i don't care which side of the subject you come down on if yeah. as long as it's making you have a conversation about something that you're interested in it's good stuff
0: great but moving on moving on let's come back
1: to the random magical item the book for a later time and let's talk about some of my research into old school stuff okay or kind of old school stuff. Um, I get a lot of notifications from Drive Through RPG, mm-hmm. uh, and I you know you can go in there and I encourage you to do this because it's it's interesting. You never know what's going to pop up in your inbox. But one of the things that I've done is I've chosen to have Drive RPG contact me anytime something new appears on their website. And for those of you who don't know what Drive RPG is, it's a Website where you can download all kinds of really good stuff. You yeah. can get OSR products. You can get 3D printing products. You can get um, 5E products. You know, some people there's people out there are people out there who have done things for D and D 3.5, Pathfinder, um, Call Hi, of Cthulhu.
0: Can I interject very briefly? Sure. If we don't know anything about Pathfinder, we really in don't part- know. in particular. No. If you guys would like to see us learn about Pathfinder and share our journey with you, that's a good please idea. Please tell us. That's something we've been considering because you know. It, we really do know nothing about it. You know,
1: I think that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. If, if you guys are interested, let us know. Yeah. Um, we, we, could would... all, we could
0: all learn together. It could be a community experience.
1: Or we could learn about it and then you could correct us on what we get wrong. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yes. Call us stupid for not figuring out Pathfinder <laughs> exactly. properly.
1: I mean, I've, I've read some on it. But it seems to be popular, especially with the people that are watching our videos. It seems to be very popular. Yeah. Very I popular mean, system.
0: When people have criticisms criticisms of AD&D, they usually say Pathfinder does this well. Or, right. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. If you're interested in watching us delve deeply into Pathfinder, maybe we could make an entire um, podcast about it.
0: All right. There's poll number three that we're going to have to put yeah. in.
1: <laughs> See, we know how to make these polls now, so we're doing anything we can to find a way to, to, to exactly. make use of we, the technology. We think they're way more fun than they are. <laughs> That's it doesn't take much to amuse us. No, um, but anyway, where was I? Uh, yeah, drive-through RPG. The um, so I get notifications. You go in and you can select the different subject matter that you're interested in hearing about, and then they'll send you an email saying, "Hey, these are products that are coming up. Maybe they're not, maybe they've just gone on sale. Maybe they're brand new." Mm-hmm. One of the things that I ended up having, for some reason, come to my inbox was reference to a magazine called the Oubliette uh, and it's a fanzine uh, called the Oubliette and it came out in um, 2010
0: so not that long ago it well f- in terms of how fanzines right the right ones we've discussed yet. but
1: at the same time it's well past kind of that golden era of fanzines for Dungeons and Dragons yeah yeah yeah. and as, as near as I can tell most of the Oubliette is was created for Labyrinth Lord <clears throat> Which is a it's an OSR product. It's a really actually it's a very good system. I really like it a lot. But most
0: that's the one with the models and the twisting bases, right? No,
1: no, no, no. Uh, Labyrinth Lord is actually just another D and D style RPG. Okay, it's made on the Open Gaming License. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. But uh, you're thinking of. you're thinking of something else. I, just, I, <laughs> I can I picture am. it in my head, but yep. I don't remember what yep. those things are called.
0: Sorry, I've got a whole box of them. Continue. I, yeah.
1: I, anyway, I, being the guy who loves fanzines, because uh, there's, uh, if you get into the right ones, you can tease out a lot of really cool history, uh, get a really good understanding of what was taking place in RPG style play at a at a given point in time. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I would buy one of these issues of the the Oubliette, and it was it was really cheap, <clears throat> so I thought I'd pick it up. Uh, the Oubliette, at the end of the day, it was there were only eight editions of it uh, that came out between 2010 and 2012, and that's the way a lot of these fanzines worked. Um, people would get all excited about them and then finally realize, you know, this is an awful lot of work. And then when you don't get a lot of feedback and you don't sell a lot of copies of it, it, it just kind of tends to fall by the wayside. Yeah. But the Oubliette came out from April 2010 into the summer of 2012. It was a great little magazine. And it was, again, it was mostly focused on Labyrinth Lord. But there were other things in there that were easily, since it's Labyrinth Lord, it's very easily translated into other old school Renaissance style yeah. games. And then they went, they came back and they put another one out in, um, and if you guys who are looking at me on the through the YouTube video of the podcast, you can see me looking over here at my notes. <clears throat> so These that's discreetly why, that's why, hidden that's notes. why I'm staring off over here into space um, one of the, the ninth edition was created several three years later uh, in the spring of 2015 and as near as I can tell those were the only years that that uh, the oubliet was published. Mm. Now, it was, it was it described itself as a magazine for old-school RPGers, and that's what caught my attention. You know, that's the reason I went after it. The publisher was a man by the name of Peter Regan, or Regan. I want to say that it was Regan. And it was put together by Gold Peace Publications, and Gold Peace Publications, they still seem to make things for, that you can find on Drive-Thru RPG. So, you, might, you know, you might want to go check them out. But... Um, <clears throat> Where I'm heading with this is there was there it was kind of a standard uh, RPG magazine fanzine, and I'm going to pull it up real quick here. Uh, it had to, I'm not going to run through all of these. There's only one point I want to focus on, but I'll give you an overview mm-hmm. of the things from the magazine. I uh, love was, the cover. Well, and see that's actually one of the cool things about this, and I'll try and throw up this cover on the YouTube video, although that might be hard to do, but I'm going to try it.
0: Yeah, it's worth a shot.
1: But these are all hand-drawn in that kind of rough artwork style that you found on RPG fanzines back in the 1970s and 80s, so I I, I mean, that caught my attention right there. But there is something called the Halfling Proof Fence, which is an adventure for Labyrinth Lord, and all that is is you have a bunch, the, the scenario is that you have a bunch of hobbits that have been held prisoner and by a bunch of goblins the goblins have decided that they want to kill the halflings so they release the halflings and then the the adventure is you as a goblin trying to hunt down the halflings as they try to make their escape kind of interesting
0: sounds uh, kind of depressing a little bit You're Just murdering uh, hobbits bit. i
1: just don't think i would involve myself in that one but somebody might you know? yeah with... and it has a little it has maps and it has yeah it's creative
0: i just don't know if i'm a hobbit murderer i i'm,
1: I'm with you yeah um there is a thing called in there's something in here called Inheritance it's a fantasy campaign setting there are there's a section on improvised traps there is original fiction there are reviews there is um developing house rules for Labyrinth Lord sample house rules for Labyrinth Lord alternative subdual rules for Labyrinth Lord and the list goes on but what i wanted to focus on was something called Keep talking. Keep talking. Okay. What I we may have had our our uh, our um, audio come to a stop over here. I fear for the worst. No, we're good. It's still recording. That's good. Okay. You're sure of that? Yes. Yeah. It's just changed scale. Yeah. On the computer screen. Okay. I guess we're good to go. The thing that I wanted to focus on was one section in here called Good Shop, Bad Shop. And to me, this was the best part of this particular edition of this publication. And they list it as Good Shop, Bad Shop, a regular feature highlighting unusual retail establishments which offer useful, bizarre, and sometimes dangerous goods and services. I like it. Yeah. Well, and the reason I I want to go into this, and I'm going to go into it in a little bit of depth, Is because I love this concept of bizarre shops. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a, in my campaign for now, for a couple of decades, I've had a, a shop called Brandy Bucks Emporium. And
0: Brandy Bucks Emporium, I don't think that you have ever seen it. Have you seen it? I haven't. But, okay, Brandy Bucks, uh, keep explaining it, and then I want to see if it's what I think it is. Okay.
1: Well, Brandy Bucks Emporium is something that I came up with, um, geez, probably. 25 maybe 30 years ago and what it is is it's a, a shop that will appear if the right set of circumstances lend themselves to its appearance mm-hmm. so and and the what has to happen is you as a as a character if you and no and none of my characters have ever known this and so I'm giving I'm letting the cat out of the bag here so I'm gonna have to change the entire
0: yeah, I'm, way that this you works you know I'm gonna do this right out of the gate yeah. that's
1: it um brandy bucks emporium there is a three percent chance that the emporium will appear wherever you are if you say or one of the party members say i wish i'd bought this when we were back in town or ah geez i meant to buy one of those anything along those lines there's a three percent chance that it's going to appear now this is i went back and counted up and i think that brandy bucks emporium in 30 years essentially has only appeared three times
0: really yeah and those are some kind of wild dice rolls then
1: right and so it was it's that's the thing and i've, I've rolled for it many times because a lot of people have been in that I mean, situation I'm, I'm where sure they say said that. You know, oh geez i wish i had a you know wish i'd purchased a flask of oil or i wish that i had bought a grappling hook or mm-hmm. you know whatever it's appeared three times and i i can remember when it did one time was on the third level of a dungeon it just <laughs> was suddenly there <laughs> um one time there's there's one that's even better as far as I'm concerned. One time it just showed up in a town, you know, just just at the end of the block. Yeah, boom, yeah. there it was. The other time it showed up on a ship. That. and the the great thing about it is that characters players are not sure what the heck to do when it appears. Oh, I'm sure. And the thing is, the thing about the uh, uh, the other thing about Brandybucks Emporium is that Brandy Buck is he's a Hobbit as you might have guessed, but he will only sell you what he thinks you need. Okay. So you might be saying, I wish I had, God, I wish I would bought 200 feet of rope and a a grappling hook. Uh Uh-huh. And suddenly, you know, if you get the die roll correct, the shop appears, and first of all, you have to make the decision as to whether or not you're going to go into this magically appearing shop.
0: The magic building that just appeared in front of you.
1: But if you go inside and you look up on the wall, you might see that thing that you need, Mm -hmm. but, Brandy Buck will not sell that to you. Brandy Buck only sells you something that he thinks you're going to need within the next 36 hours.
0: Interesting.
1: And the thing is, it's usually something really bizarre, like a set of bagpipes, or maybe it's a knife sharpener, or maybe Uh it's, you know, it could be any one of a variety of different things. And they're not cheap. Oh, no. And he will also, Brandy Buck also knows valuable items that you have with you Mm -hmm. and he's willing to make a trade interesting now one more thing about this that and none of the players that have ever found brandy bucks emporium have ever figured this out and now they never get the chance to because i have to change the rules but Uh (laughs) um, if enough if you ask for things in brandy bucks emporium if the entire party asks for something they don't have to buy it but brandy buck will offer them one thing that is going to help them in the next 36 hours. If everybody in the party does that, you can get a real good understanding of what kind of things you're going to have to deal with in the next two days. Interesting, But nobody's ever gone that far with it. <clears throat> anyway, so Brent, you can see the kind of effort that I put into developing shops, just because I think it's fun. Well, going back to this first copy of Oubliette, In their good shop, bad shop section, Mm -hmm. there was something that I think is fantastic. And it is a shop called The Rentalist. And I'm going to have to read part of this because, uh, you know, there's just a lot of great detail on this. So The Rentalist from the Oubliette Volume 1 or Edition 1. 2010. Picture a fairly nondescript shop in a back street. It presents no windows to the street and has a sturdy oak door that suggests passing trade isn't part of the business plan. Even if passersby were curious, they would find the door locked. From the outside, the only thing that anyone might notice would be a small design on the door featuring a crossed quill and sword. The shop is, in fact, owned owned and run by a secretive figure known as the rentalist. Um so if you go inside if you manage to get inside the shop what you will find is a room 15 by 20 feet and it has several unlit candles along the walls a large table and two chairs there are no doors other than the one through which you enter The rentalist offers a highly specialized magic item rental service He only deals with customers that are vetted by his discreet network of local agents When suitable customers are identified, they are given a card and told when and where to present it. For clients to be offered a card, they must satisfy satisfy a number of requirements. First, they must have available funds in cash gems equal to at least 1,000 gold pieces. Secondly, they must be in dire need of an artifact in order to complete a task. Interesting. if a character presents the card, uh, he will be introduced. This elderly gentleman will open the door. He will bring them inside. He'll listen to their story. Uh, he will listen with, with interest to any requirement or predicament with which the character needs assistance. Then he will ask for patience whilst he consults his records. Uh, then he will come back out and say if he has something that can help or not. Now. Based on the power of the item, the rentalist will require a deposit of 1,000 gold pieces to 10,000 gold pieces, which is the first week's rent. Whoa! Yes. Uh, all fees... Uh, let see. The rental period can be extended indefinitely, but if a payment is missed, there is, of course, a penalty. If a character is killed whilst in possession of an item, their soul is forfeit in lieu of the item. <laughs> the items provide... <laughs> The items provided by the rentalist... Good lord. Oh, yeah. It, it, this is good stuff. <laughs> the items provided by the rentalist are, in fact, non-magical versions of the item with enchantments placed on them to provide the magical effect for the duration of the hire period or until the death of the renter. Um, the penalty for a... Let's see. They also have some other penalties for possible late payments. And then let's see, we move on to the rentalist provides a controlled way of incorporating immensely powerful magic into a campaign, but only on a temporary basis and at potentially great cost. So if you're running a a game and you need to have um, someone have a very powerful magic item to get through a scenario that you set up, Uh but you don't want that powerful magic item to be there to unbalance the campaign from there moving forward. This is a great way to introduce it into the game and then get it back.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think. I mean, that's 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 something that you've done with magical items before yeah. that are just incredibly powerful and contribute to the story in some way. But then, I mean, if
1: you were to continue to keep them, it would completely unbalance everything.
0: You'd be too powerful for the right. rest, and you wouldn't be scared of anything. But I think that that's that's something that I probably wouldn't think of doing on my own because I don't think of you know. Car rental, basically in right, a right, medieval right, setting, right, right? But I think that that could be a really interesting thing to get to play around with.
1: I, I really, I really like this idea. Yeah. Um, this was this was for me. This was the high point of this particular copy of the of the Ubliat. I'm thinking about buying. They have they're selling all of them as um, as like a bundle,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so I may go back in and, and see about buying the rest of them because if this is if just just to get this good shop, bad shop part of each one of these episodes or each one of these um, editions might be worth it to me. Um, but anyway, I thought that I would bring that up. They, this, this description also has some rumors that you can throw out, uh, to talk to, to the players, to give them some idea of who this person might be. Um, And then there's some also, there's some other things that, uh, some negative effects that come from not returning items or not returning items on time, things like that. So really a well thought out shop, The Rentalist. Yeah. I enjoyed it.
0: You know, I think that that's, you know, shops are kind of one of those things that maybe go by the wayside when people are thinking about it. But if you want, like we're always saying, if you want a vibrant world that's detailed and really gets your players engrossed, I think that that's a great thing that you could throw in. Well, I think
1: you're right. I think that it's, you know, shops are generally not always, but shops can very often just fall into that mundane category,
0: yeah, magic shop, yeah, magic shop, blacksmith, right? You know.
1: And you go and you buy your thing and you leave, yeah. But this, you know, just throwing that extra bit of something onto it or making that one shop stand out, um, it can really fire the imagination and make things seem that much more magical or mystical or, or whatever, yeah, whatever word you're looking for. But
0: good stuff, okay. So, is Brandy Buck. Billy's grandfather. No. No? No, no, no. That's a cuz that's also like a traveling building, right?
1: Right. He that's that's a totally different thing. That is that's Ericus if you're thinking about. That's it. what it is. Okay. Ericus has the the staff of Ericus is the one that you can bang you, on the ground yes, and then it'll open it, the door okay. to go mm-hmm. into his mansion. Yeah. That's that's a totally different one. Okay. Now Brandy Buck. he was that was the Main name of of Brian Tyson. I've talked yeah. about Brian. Uh, Brian used to play a character, a Hobbit character in my world called Brandy Buck.
0: Wonder where he got that name. I don't know. He was yeah.
1: a Lord of the Rings fanatic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, anyway, when um, Brian was no longer with us, I was trying to think of a way to make sure that he could show up, yeah, from and time to time, and still and still be in my campaign, be in my world. And so I thought, you know, this and this would have been right up Brian's alley. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's one of the he's also one of those character or those non player characters that I have a template for to play Written because it's somewhere. like, well, and I, because I know Brian, I know how Brian would have played this character. And so yeah. that's the way I play Brandy Buck whenever he's, he is encountered.
0: All right. I'll have to figure out whatever the new password is to get that to show up. Yeah.
1: I've got to figure out a new, a new way to, to have Brandy Buck's Emporium function. It's, yeah.
0: Cause that's, that's a cool mechanic. I,
1: I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else are well, we talking about? How long have we been talking? Uh, I mean, I really don't know.
0: I really have no idea. When I looked up a little while ago we were at thirty seven minutes, but I think Man, the stats time including goes f- time before really we really started going. We've been recording.
1: But time cruises when you're listening to your own voice because it sounds so cool. And when you have sound effects when you have so many fun well. sound effects. So that's my that's what I wanted to talk about with the Oubliette. Um good stuff, good shop. Yeah. I think that deserves a
0: round of applause. Round of applause. Absolutely. Good job, Oubliette, for creating such a cool and fun component. P- Peter Regan D&D. or Peter, Reagan. Peter Regan. Peter slash Reagan. Re- Regan slash Reagan. Regan. Regan Regan. Um, Regan Regan. If you're listening, hey, we love the thing that you created. Please get in contact with us.
1: And, and again, that's, you know, most of the stuff from this, these old copies of the Oubliette, they are for Labyrinth Lord. So if you're a Labyrinth Lord player, uh, you might want to check these out as well. Just some, they're just some fun ideas. Yeah. Just a thing to think about. Right.
0: Well... What well, do
1: you think? I think we need to do a magic
0: item. Let's do a magic item. here. Yeah, I, I've been flipping recently. Get in there. Here we go. Do you, do you want this? <laughs> Absolutely, I do. This is a lot of freedom that you've just given me. Yeah, I
1: know. It's a bit scary. I probably shouldn't give you that much power. All right, I'm going to get into... Uh-oh. Here we go.
0: Oh, my God. There's so many. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That was supposed to be an owl. I was, I'm not real impressed with that one. No, that there, one was... there are
1: quite a few of the um, animals that I'm not impressed yeah, with.
0: Yeah, the the, the the animals have always seemed a little questionable. All right, can just continue. I, you know, Ignore me.
1: Okay, there, there's one more. You know the, that one scream sound that appears in every
0: movie? Oh, yeah, like the, the Star Wars scream? I know yes. that is in here somewhere. That's actually in there. Hold on, let me find it. I think it's...
1: It's, some, it's, it's the something scream. That's not
0: it. That's just a guy screaming.
1: Anyway, anyway. While, while Alexander plays with the soundboard.
0: You are so welcome for everybody <laughs> who's like listening in the car on their drive to work right now.
1: Um, I'm going to open up the Encyclopedia Magica. Let's see. This is volume number. Which volume is this? This is volume three. And I'm going to choose a random magic item to talk about. That's what I'm talking about. No, this is what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, sorry. So, flip it open, let's see. Flip it open, and we're going to talk about this item. Oh, what do we got? This is a Ring of Immunity. Ooh, that's fun. So, let's see what the Ring of Immunity does. Boy, I want the thing right up above it, but I'm not going to talk about it because we may come back to it.
0: Oh, that that is cool. Anyway,
1: the Ring of Immunity experience point and for those of you who are just joining us this is out of the encyclopaedia magica back in the 1990s TSR put together a four volume set that contains every magical item that had ever been mentioned for D&D or so they claim up until the time of publication and there are thousands of magical items inside these four volumes, and so I am the lucky owner of one set of these. Mm-hmm. But I think you can also get them as PDFs on DriveThruRPG.
0: I think you can. I, even the PDFs aren't cheap, though. I don't think.
1: I, I just don't know. I've, yeah. I've, never, I've never had reason to buy them because <laughs> exactly
0: on the books. You've got all four.
1: Um. But anyway, so that's where this is coming from. And each and whenever we do one of our podcasts, we like to just choose a random magical item out here. We probably ought to start doing maybe the next one. We start to do two. Because I could live for 150 years, and we'd never get through and, all these.
0: Yeah, because there are quite a few.
1: And there's some great ones. There's some eh ones, but there are also a lot of really cool ones. Yeah. Anyway, a ring of immunity. Experience point value for finding or gathering is 1,000. Gold piece value is 5,000. When this ring is worn, the wearer becomes immune to all diseases and infections. This includes magical curses, such as lycanthropy and mummy rot. The character regains the maximum number of hit points per day, from rest and is not bothered by fever or infection regardless of the level of activity. This ring is a simple silver circle and is another creation of the incarnations of Thoth.
0: That's actually really cool.
1: That's a a powerful weapon.
0: Powerful powerful item to have. Imagine you have one of those and you figure out how to manufacture a plague and just unleash it on people.
1: Now you're thinking.
0: There it is. That's, now that's now thinking. I'm thinking like a and there, there you a go. A true neutral D there, y-
1: there you go. You've had a hard time with that neutral thing.
0: God, I, I've rec- Okay, I've recently gotten better. Have you? I think. I I, I think I have. I've improved because for I mean my main character that I've always played in his world is just it's a, a good guy. Neutral he's, good. He's a superhero neutral good, good yeah. guy who likes to help children and old situation. ladies across the streets. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I started when I was 12, but now I'm like developing and I want to do more que- morally questionable things. Explore
1: the morally questionable decisions. That's Ex- right.
0: Exactly. We've talked about this. I'm yeah. a
1: philosophy major. Exactly. I want to push the boundaries a little bit. That's exactly right.
0: Yeah. But no, I think that's a really cool That's a good one. That's a neat one. But
1: I love your addition on there saying come up with a plague and make everybody else subject to it and then wear the ring. But I would take it one step further. Uh-huh. I'd sell the cure. <clears>
0: hmm. <throat>
1: Anyway, just 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 something to think about. Interesting. Sell the cure. If you want to be cured by this, I can walk into the plague-ridden town and I've got the I've got the solution right here, folks. But it's going to cost you. It
0: just reminds me of that the, the Andy Griffith Show episode where <laughs> where the the snake, <laughs> the snake oil salesman shows up. Yep. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Good for what ails you. Interesting. Yeah. I uh, I don't think I've ever encountered like some sort of disease or plague or something in D and D. I
1: usually don't run a lot of that unless you're involved in the siege of a, of a location. Mm
0: -mm. That's
1: usually because, or, and you guys don't really spend a lot of time in large towns, things like that. So, I mean, it's mostly when you're outdoors, the chances of getting something are really slim. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we can change that.
0: It's just, you know, it's a, that's something I think that that's, you know, maybe another aspect of creating worlds that people don't necessarily think about quite as much. I think so. Um, yeah. Just more i think that some things that are involved with realism get thrown by the wayside well
1: and and i got to say that we do that
0: you know we we, we toss
1: things just as just if it's going to slow the game down too much i just don't include it yeah it's it's not worth it to me
0: yeah so interesting good
1: magical item good magical item there
0: so that's all i've got that's all i really have at the moment that's maybe a little bit shorter of a podcast today
1: i think so uh, possibly because we're trying to get two of them done for your entertainment. No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 they will be They will be recorded on separate days. Wink, wink. Oh, no, that's right. Nudge, that's right. Nudge.
1: We'll record this one next week at the same time, Absolutely. same place. Absolutely, same, same bat time. Channel. Same, same yeah. time channel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How does it feel? Oh, I don't know. It's kind of scary to be. Kind just, of scary? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Just to be listening to yourself as you're going through here. Yeah. Anyway. I that's all I've got we've uh, you know let us know what you think if there's a section of the of the podcast that you're interested in that you like more than another part send us a note let us us know let us know what you're thinking We're we're still trying to develop this and we wanna be talking and creating thing talking about and creating things that you find interesting. So Or
0: to be honest, if you guys want to if you guys have like some sort of topic in mind that you would like to hear our opinions on or want us to discuss, oh, yeah. yeah, let us know. We yep. we are always interested in hearing what we do you know this. We always love to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah. So if you've That's got a topic that you want us to talk about, let us know. and We will champion very good chance we'll talk about it that's right so anyway i'm jim i'm alex
1: and this is the old warlock podcast signing off for now keep your sword on free
0: bye bye